tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, welcome Sox fans to another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. I know you probably missed this last week, but uh, it was a Labor Day weekend, a weekend to do no labor, and it was nice and chill and a good time to get out of L.A., and I went back to the homeland, and uh, I saw zero games at Fenway. I was going to go one day, but uh, my stomach wasn't cooperating, so I had a punt. That's that's the level of fan you are? That is, I guess. Wow. It must be. But, I mean, it was kind of like a situation where I needed to be near some facilities. Was and, it? Uh, did it have anything to do with your T-shirt? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that. And a little bit, I think I it was kind of like half hangover, probably 30% hangover, 70% ate something bad. Was this? It was just tearing me up. So inside. scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not at all like, 10 being identical to... Was this one to ten a Pablo Sandoval kind of situation? Could you see him dealing with something like this? Um, well, you know, I I could drink Pablo under the table. He could probably eat me under the table. But you know, <laughs> funny thing was, I was watching a game uh, the past few weeks, and uh, they ha- you know how they have those socks things like profiles of the socks players. Yeah. And his favorite app was Instagram. Wouldn't you think <laughs> after all the flack he took for that, he might switch that up a little or bit? Or he's, you know? he's trolling everybody. You know. You know. Uh, Maybe. Maybe this next week when they're, I mean, they're out of it, but when they're officially out of it, he'll like like two pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Next, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, and just for the record, yeah. so last week, Labor Day, we take the weekend off. You go home. Socks are at home. You don't see any games. Yeah. I went to Sacramento. Yeah. In Sacramento, because I am the only true baseball fan on this panel. Triple A? I saw three triple A games nice. because that is how the hell I roll. Yeah, and there's no major league team in Sacramento. That's true, but AAA, PCL, good baseball. See a lot of former major leaguers, a lot of guys rehabbing. Not a lot bad. Of offense. A lot I of saw offense. Joe Panic and Corey Dickerson rehabbing for the Giants and Rockies. So those are two good major leaguers. Absolutely. Not a bad day. Absolutely, not so, bad at all. And there you oddly go. enough, we're uh, kicking it off in the NL West, Sharka. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna get right to. We're gonna, if you didn't see the Sox today, they won two nothing in thirteen. Unbelievable. Is the game over? It <laughs> just, ended. just I was, ended. I was prepping stuff today this morning, yeah. and I usually do the Dodgers first and then the Red Sox. And I should do it the other way because the Red Sox show comes first. Right. But I was doing the Red Sox, and I'm sitting there at like, I don't Red know. Red Sox show comes first. You heard it. <laughs> I was sitting there at like 1245 Pacific and looking, and I'm like, okay, they're going to the 10th. It's scoreless. That's cool. Come back at about 115. I've got the game on, doing other stuff, and I'm like in and out, and I'm like, hmm, well, somebody probably needs to score here. About 145, I was like, i got to go to the – studio pretty soon <laughs> like, are they gonna finish this or are we just gonna watch it it's crazy it how do you crazy. how do you this game today the rays got three hits in 13 innings yeah and w- miserable i guess we'll just get into today's right away oh. here guys but um rich hill milton mass's own rich hill uh spun in the he like left after seven allowing one hit and that one hit was it could have been an error mm-hmm. it was that that uh, grounder in, in the hole 
to Bogots that he didn't get. And yeah. That was a catch of the hit that. So he could have thrown him out if he fielded that cleanly. That could have been an error. You know, Rich Hill was thinking that in the seventh when he was like, well, leave me in, leave me in. What is ten strikeouts, one walk? Sick, and I was it's like, a hell of a game. "Are we really giving this reclamation project another chance?" But the uh, fir- first Massachusetts-born player to uh, to stop the Red Sox this year and is that, that true? That's true. Wow, that's true. And um, I thought that back in June, then it might be me. <laughs> you know, I thought I might be able to get what you, limber and. What do you think you can hit on the gun legitimately? Sixty-two. I think if I got loose, yeah. if I got really loose, I might be able to hit. 67. Yeah, I feel like everybody who hasn't played could probably, like like, like guys yeah. who haven't played, who've kind of been around a while, I think you could probably touch 70. Now, the next day, Oof. you'd be feeling like hell, even if you threw 15 pitches. Yeah. But yeah, I think you hit 70. Oh, I couldn't throw 15 at that speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let's backtrack for a little bit. We'll come back and talk about this game in a little more in depth. But I just wanted to go back over boop, boop, two weeks ago. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's been a good two weeks for the Sox. You know, four series. They won three of those series. Uh, the Yanks series, though, oh, we started out on such a good note. Uh, you know, good pitching performance from Erod, you know, and they won 4 3. And even Gene McChee got a save in that one. That's how good it went for the <laughs> Sox. But, you know, that kicks off, kicks off the series, and I'm thinking, oh, all right. Maybe we could take two out of three from the the bombers here. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Could be a sweep because, you know, this ship has sailed on our club this year. And I'm just like, hey, let's stick it to the Yanks, you know. But um, unfortunately, it didn't happen because in that next game, they lost three to one. And that was a heartbreaker of a game because I don't know if you remember that game in the fifth Travis Shaw let this bouncer go by him, like glance off his glove and up the first base, first base line in the fifth and extended the inning. The uh, Yanks went on to score a couple in that inning, and we lost three to one. And that was the game that oh, that just kind of got away, you know. And then they kind of blew us out in the third game of the series, thirteen eight. But I did take some solace out of that third game in the fact that they jumped out to a big lead, eleven to one. And this team of youngsters, they just. They keep playing baseball, you know, which I love. You know, if this was a team of crusty veterans, you know, they'd just be packing in and say, when's my first tee time? But these guys battled, 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 and they cut 11-1, and they lost 13-8, you know? So I was impressed by that. Here's my question about that, though, because you saw the Yankees Saturday afternoon like I did in the national game against the Blue Jays when Tulo got injured. Mm -hmm. In that game with the Blue Jays, the Yankees' bullpen collapsed at the end of the game. Couldn't throw a strike, gave up, what, three, four runs in the 10th or whatever, 11th Mm -hmm. inning? Could not figure it out. Was that a case, the Red Sox comeback, is it... The Red Sox don't give up. It's young guys. It's guys eager to prove themselves. Or is the Yankees' bullpen really suspect? Closer aside. I think that it's a situation where those guys are getting kind of worn down a little bit. Because in that 13-8 game, Batances actually had to come in in that game. And that was a game where they thought, hey, you know, we'll just rest our guys and all this stuff. Eh, Not so fast, Joe Torre. Get in your guys. And, like, I think they were the Yanks at the deadline – I'm surprised they didn't bring in a starter. I thought they might have went after a Shields or somebody of that ilk. But, you know, they were so quick to not, uh, you know, pot with Severino, which was the right call. Yeah. But deep down, I think they thought that we're going to bring up Severino and he's going to be that extra starter for us, which is a lot to put on a young rookie kid. I mean, that kid's going to be a stud, no question. But 
to do that to have that happen in his first you know season where he's come up and be our savior well not a savior but be a contributor for us in the in the uh and cc getting hurt he was starting to turn it around before he got hurt but it's all great. I don't know for the for the Yankees in the AL East though. It's weird because they didn't make a move. Toronto made every move under the sun. Uh, up until Saturday, that looked great for Toronto. Tulo gets injured. I know he wasn't doing great, yeah. but they were winning when he was in the lineup. They had an insane winning percentage with him in the lineup. He gets injured. Maybe the next two weeks, Toronto collapses a little bit. Yankees win the division. Who knows? And all of a sudden, you say, hey, it was all for nothing. Yankees did the right thing. They didn't part with anybody young that they shouldn't have parted with. Sometimes the best move you make is no move at all. Yeah. You know, you don't. I, I think for the Yankees, and not to get too far off the Red Sox, but I think anybody in that situation, you don't make a move just to make a move because the other team made a move. You don't do what the Padres did. Right. <laughs> you don't make a move just to make a move. You make one that, that benefits your team. Severino, too much pressure on him this year, yeah. for sure. But does he learn really quickly, and maybe he's very, very good next year? I think that's what they're hoping for. Yeah. And you've got, got guys like Eovaldi and stuff. I mean, they have a nice little combination. Eovaldi's great, and they, they've got him for... I don't remember what they gave up for him, but I don't remember much, you know? Yeah. And he's a guy that was kind of like given up on and i'm like this guy touches a hundred how can you give up on him he's like not even what's he 25 now 26 so it's like ugh, that that was kind of they were able to fleece them in that deal but um and and they actually made a kind of under the wave of depth deal at the uh deadline getting uh dustin ackley who i thought was a kind of yeah. a good pickup with them i think he's banged up for them right now but uh not to make fun of somebody who got injured but when Tulo got injured the other day it i, I it the way it happened it reminded me of like that you know end zone celebration where the guys <laughs> do the bowling pins and then they all fall or they, down they throw the grenade oh, or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because <laughs> because it was like such a delayed reaction you know but. it's it's a weird injury though like it's his shoulder blade it's his scapula so i don't know what it would feel like i don't know if he got dizzy once his feet hit the ground and then he there yeah. was he he waited like a full second and the tv angle i think didn't do him justice because yeah. the angle from behind the plate that angle on the you know shallow center field yeah. almost seemed like he watches pilar go down and then was like i better go down too. yeah <laughs> it yeah. didn't make yeah. any sense yeah. it was yeah. the weirdest it was, crazy. it was bizarre but did you see his face coming up he, well in and- the dugout Walking off the field, he was hurt. Yeah, and and, and even and like when you watch shot. it in slow slow mo, he does take a pretty jarring hit. Yeah, you can kind of see it right away in his face that he is. Uh, That's he is and, he, and and listen, coming from the Rockies, watching him every day for you know eight years in Colorado, he had the nagging injuries and the hip and all this sort of stuff. And you're like Tulo every year. What is he going to wear down on? This one is so sad and so frustrating. If it had been a nagging injury, I think Rockies fans would have been like, hey. Glad we traded him. This is the risk. But this is such a random, unfair, you know, unlucky injury that could have happened to anybody. It's like, how do you not feel bad for a guy like that? How do you not feel bad for Toronto, who mortgaged a lot for this year? And Tulo will be back next year, but David Price won't. Other guys won't. Right. How do you not feel bad for Toronto for something like this? Well, I mean, you don't cried for them just yet. They're still in the for lead sure. in the division. And it's also kind of a case where it was almost like Reyes was a addition through subtraction because he was playing horrible defense. Yeah. You know, and they were also able to make kind of another under the wave, uh, uh, under the radar, uh, deadline deal and just getting Cliff Pennington. And those depth deals, you don't think anything of them, but then you have a guy that goes down in too yeah. low. Boom. Pennington come in, play solid D at second. You move Goins over to short and they're kind of still good to go. I mean, they have enough 
bats and you know as long as it isn't Reyes playing short they have enough days and they and they did a lot they got David Reyes or David Price obviously they got a reliever from uh, Seattle who I'm forgetting Lowe. the name right now Low thank yep. you Sean Low uh, Mark, today I believe. Mark. they just picked uh, they just picked uh, Darwin Barney from the Dodgers today Ooh. for nothing. Um, so and they had to do that just get another infielder and he won't do very much for them if anything at all. Right. But it's just depth. So yeah, it is. It is. Uh, okay. Just to, and then you know so they were only taking one out of three from the Yanks, which could have been two out of three. But what are you going to do? But they didn't get down on themselves and the Phils came to town and they swept them up just that's, like they should. That's impressive because the Phillies have been playing much better in the second half. That's no question. No and, question. And I know I know that's a relative much better when you go about two for the first half and you win eight in the second half. That looks wonderful. <laughs> no, but the Phillies have been playing much better in the second half. I know they slowed down a little bit lately. They were hotter than hell in August. Yeah. They slowed down lately, but that's the Phillies are another team like the Red Sox, probably much worse off than the Red Sox, obviously. Thank you. But like the Red Sox where they have young guys who are too, this will sound goofy, too dumb to give up. Yeah. They're too. They're not cynical yet. They're not looking for their tea time yet. They're not looking for the off season to go fishing yet. They like playing baseball, and know? they're trying to impress. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're There's, trying. They're playing for a spot next year. This you know? is spring training for them in a way, and yeah. it should be. And they're going to have to impress a new GM because Amaro got the X, mm-hmm. which is a long time coming. Yeah, probably about twenty five years too late. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, no, we can't say that because the Phillies had a couple really good years, not, you know, what, six, seven years ago. But uh, it's been a disaster over there for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that Phil series, uh, it was nice. The bats were going and stuff, and we got some pitching too. 7-5, 9-2, and 6-2 in those games. It was awesome. Even uh, my boy with the uh, Mo Hullet. Uh, Robbie Ross Jr. got his first save of the season, and I'm not sure if that's his first career save, but picked uh, up his second one today. So yeah, it was nice. Good was relief nice. from him. The bats are the story, though. Not just the Phillies, but really this last seven days, the bats exploded. Not just David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. They've started scoring runs. I see them move up all the team rankings. You know, batting average, slugging on base, OPS, homers, doubles. They're going up in everything the last yeah. couple of weeks by a lot. Not moving up a position. They're moving up a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is like this is a team that's going to be moving forward. A doubles team. You know, you look at guys like. I sweet lord, I hope they keep this outfield intact. You know, I mean, Mookie Betts looks like he's going to be a twenty twenty guy for the next fifteen years. You know, and add fifty doubles to that. You know, Jackie Bradley's looks like he's going to be a twenty ten guy who's going to have fifty doubles. You know, you know how I feel about Jackie Rusney. Yeah, well, I do I'm, like Rusney though. Rusney, this kid. I mean, you know, his only bad time playing baseball was that first like kind of six weeks this year before yeah. they sent him down because he hit when he was up for the cup of coffee last year, you know, and he's been hitting lately, you know. He's like, uh, you know, he's he's mashing. He's like, oh, hitting over. He's a career three hundred hitter, so it's pretty crazy. But. All of a sudden, we don't miss Alejandro Daza as much as we did like two weeks ago, right? This is true. This is true. Although but, he would well, still, I maintain, and I know you agree, would still be a phenomenal fourth outfielder veteran. He's having a decent year himself until mm-hmm. he got shipped out, you know. But, hey, there's a lot of those guys available. He can available. stop for somebody. He yeah. can stop for somebody. There's a lot of terrible teams out there. I, I find it hard to believe that there's, you know, 90 outfielders that are better than Alejandro Daza. But, uh, you know, and what's great about the fact that kind of people are hitting now, you know, um, is 
everybody is. So, like, when somebody goes down for a few games, like Jackie Bradley, since he had his full, full game earlier this week, he's been kind of in a little bit of a funk. But Betts is raking, Bogots is, Ortiz is ridiculous. And you know, you know what I wish happened is like, it was going to take those guys some getting used to, and I didn't expect them to hit right off the bat at the beginning of the season, but it would have been nice if Poppy hit at the beginning of the season. If he had his shit two-month period in August and September while everybody else is hitting, and he was able to buoy the lineup by doing what Poppy does at the beginning part of the season, man, we could have probably won a little bit more of those games. Well, I think, you, I think you are missing one piece of the equation that was there at the beginning of the season that isn't now. If Mike Napoli Oof, wow, had I hit a little bit better. We right? just can't have a show without you am just I, taking out Mike <laughs> Napoli at the knees. Am I wrong, though? If he had done a little bit better and he could have buoyed Poppy a little bit, and then Poppy as hot as he is now, and, and maybe Napoli still would have gone anyways. You know, it's, yeah. there, He didn't have much of a future in Boston unless he was hitting like 330 this year and he wasn't doing that. Yeah. Um, if he had done a little bit better. Yeah, well... Or, or maybe you make the move a little bit sooner. We talked about Napoli for a lot of weeks before they made that move. Yeah. But, you know, this, you, he was doing so horrible, you couldn't get anything for him. So you had <laughs> they still didn't. So they didn't get a damn thing yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, he's going to help Texas win the AL West. Which you is... Know, what are you going to do? Re- do you really think they'll win the AL West? <sighs> I mean, they're they're knocking on the door. They're like a couple games back right now. A big game and a half. <sighs> I like Houston, man. I really like Houston. Yeah, I kind of did too. I mean, they seem like they had all the firepowers. Everybody in their friggin' lineup has like 20 bombs, it seems. And they steal bases, and they were getting the pitching. But Texas just keeps hanging around. And adding that arm at the deadline, it's a yeah. big arm. It's not. But, you know, that's for the AL uh, AL show. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, some encouraging things like runners in scoring position, that Phil series, they were 4 for 11, 6 for 15, and 2 for 4. And I just, I just love hitting with runners. Because now, before it was Bogots was the only one hitting. And now, I, for the past couple months, he's hitting about 230 with runners in scoring position. And, like, these other guys are just, like, kind of stepping up and really getting hits. And I'm just, I'm just killing I'm just psyched. I mean, I've never been so excited to watch a last place team in my life. <laughs> this team is really going about it the right way, and they just, I'm, I mean, 2016 can't get here fast enough. I know we talk a lot on this show about shortening the season and all that yeah. stuff, but let's just flip the scripts and let's just say we don't shorten it, but we elongate it to 175 games. Holy and we start crap. this season, Red Sox in the playoffs. I. The danger there you know, is there's about 10 teams who could say that. The Padres would believe they still have a shot. The Padres aren't playing Red Sox baseball. No, no, the way Red not, Sox but baseball. I'm, but, but I'm just saying there's, there's so many teams that are – the Giants, my God, would say, oh, 15 more games. We can overtake yeah. the Dodgers yeah. again. We'll get hot. Yeah. Um, the, the NL Central, every one of those teams would think they win the division. The Cubs, yeah. Pirates, and Cardinals. Everybody could say that when you elongate I mean, the I was just saying that in jest. I don't really <laughs> want to elongate the season. I was just saying that there's – the season's going to run out on the Red Sox about 10 or 15 games too short. And it's unfortunate because if they just started playing good ball about a month earlier, man, they could have really made a run at this. I will say that they still would never pitch well enough to... If you had this hot streak three weeks ago, they still don't pitch well enough to do anything in the playoffs. You're going to have to have Big Poppy and Dustin Pedroia do ridiculous stuff offensively and win a lot of games, you know, 6-5, which in the playoffs is a relatively high score depending on who you're facing. You're going to have to do that a lot, which is not that likely, you know? Maybe you haven't been seeing uh, what Joe Kelly's been doing lately. I, I I mean, hey. Okay, I, I'm a little skeptical that Joe Kelly and and the new and improved-ish Rick Porcello right. are uh, our playoff caliber this year. And I'm really just floored at your 
sheer optimism that had we 13 more games, a last place team would be a playoff team. If we had 100 more games, the Rockies might have a shot at this thing. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, when talking about hypotheticals, I, I have the luxury to be uh, optimistic. You know, so it is good. Mine are pessimistic, but this is a case of what team we primarily cover and our, our worldview surrounding that. That's yes. why we are the way we are. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so this week uh, was a great week as well. Uh, taking two out of three from the AL East leading Jays. That was incredible. That That's a playoff series. That to the Red Sox is a playoff series. You're playing spoiler. You should have nothing to play for. You haven't been mathematically eliminated, but you're obviously not. You're not going to make it. You got to go. What would they have to go down the stretch? Eighteen and two or whatever. You know they have, they're going to have to do something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, that for them is a playoff series. And the Jays, if you leave Boston losing two out of three, you got to feel so bad about yourselves. You know, it's not the end of the world. They're still fine, but you cannot lose. To, I don't care how good the last place team is. Take care of business. Jays didn't do it. Sox won a best out of five playoff series, or best out of three playoff series, the way I see it. Right. And they really had the bats going in that one. Yeah. And, um, you know, your boy, my boy Ricky Porcello there, you know, putting putting forth a decent uh, – he actually pitched decent in that, that Yanks game that I said that we got away from because of that Shaw era. But, uh, you know, he went seven and a third, you know, three earned runs. I mean, he not lighting the world on fire, but four – Straight quality starts. I think against quality against stats. that team a, against Toronto, that yeah. almost is set in the world. That on fire. is true. That that's, is true. That's a decent start relative. To them. And then you got to think about the situation. They were up eleven to what was it ten to two nine to nine to two in the seventh when he gave up the or the eighth when he gave the last two runs. Right. So you're not throwing with the same intensity right. as you are in a two to one game. But I think that's a real good start against a team that's you know one of the better offensive teams in baseball. Yeah, and. The offensive star that night, obviously, was the aforementioned J.B. J. Jackie Bradley Jr. 4 for 4 with the home run. Four RBIs. He was a stud. Uh, you know, on August 5th, he was hitting 102. I'm, I believe in August 5, J.B.J. Yeah. We talk about this a yeah, lot. You do. But you, you don't believe in uh, September... 13th, JBJ? Here's my struggle He's up to like 290 now. Here's the thing. 102 to 290, everybody. He's he's 294, getting on base. like six weeks. On base clip 375, which is very good. Um, Here's my thing with JBJ. And this is where it gets dangerous because we talk out of both sides of our mouths. Strikes out too much. Well, he does do that. Although it's not as bad lately as it had been earlier. But we talk about how the last few weeks, the Toronto series, Red Sox won a playoff series. You know, for them, what was kind of almost one for them because it's a good team, a playoff team. Mm -hmm. But it's September. It's been September for a couple weeks. JBJ's been killing it in September. What do teams do in September? Uh, if you're the Red Sox, they play really good baseball. Well, no, but <laughs> uh, yes, they I mean expand like expand rosters, and when you expand rosters, you throw a bunch of pitchers who shouldn't necessarily be here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing this against starters. I mean, he's starting games going four for four, so you're seeing good starters and rotations. But he's also doing this against relievers who maybe shouldn't be there against teams like the Red Sox who are playing for nothing. And so I just wonder in September baseball, I like expanding rosters because I like seeing young guys come up. But I'm also always a little skeptical because it's not quite Major League Baseball. Maybe that's ticky-tack. I'm sorry. It's ticky-tack. Let me quell the wonderment (laughs) for you. It is not a wonder. This kid is for real. Uh, You know, I mean, so the... 
you, you know, there's something to be said with that. But when you look at how night and day it was once he got rid of that toe tap and ended up doing just the step up and step down, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's why hitting coaches get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Because they have to look at something. And actually, it wasn't even, it was like Joe Kelly, I believe, that, uh, that picked that out. Or Rick Porcello. That's probably I think not. it was Rick Porcello that was like said, hey, you, you know, you're doing this. That might be an indictment of the Red Sox yeah. season right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but also in that game, Travis Shaw, another bomb, you know, bets three more hits. The kid's a stud. Poppy had uh, two more hits in that one. They were 5-14 with runners in scoring position. They lost the middle game of that series 5-1. That's when the bats went silent. Um, Henry Owens was, eh, he was kind of, kind of trouble with the control. He had four walks, two hit batsmen, a balk. Uh, he went five and a third, three hits, one earned run. So the overall line doesn't look too bad. The big story in that one was number 15 returning to the lineup, Dustin Pedroia. He had uh, a one for four night. With a double. Uh, and Shar again went deep with his ninth home run of the year. I mean, this kid, he's since had his tenth. Um, so that kid has double figure home runs in limited bats. What's he got? Maybe 200 bats? I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look. See uh, he has 143 at bats. Wow. wow. Slugging 545. Kids are stud. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a 40 homer pace right there. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, that's not going to continue, but I do like him in the mix next year in some type of platoon or something. Uh, You know, I mean, he he just has such an easy swing, and his bat stays through the zone for so long. It just seems like, okay, this one's inside, and he just like... Oh, I'll just drop the fat out of the battle. He swings so easy. It's kind of like let the club do the work. Something I often hear on the golf course. Yep. Let the club do the work because usually it's me topping it off the tee and not making the uh, women's tees because <laughs> I'm friggin' swinging for the fences. But, uh, you know, he really does. He lets the bat do the work. He gets the fat pot out on the ball and he, he's impressive. I, I really like him in the mix next year. I mean, it, I'm almost like if we have to stop the season with Hanley at first, you know, at least we have kind of a backup plan that can come in there just in case. It, um, it, you know, I, I keep thinking about kind of the positions that are interchangeable, generally speaking, are first, left, right, and designated hitter. You can take a guy and put him in all four in a lot of cases, or you can take a composite of guys and do that. The Red Sox have a composite between Ortiz, who's not going to play in the field much anymore, mm-hmm. but Ortiz, who's done it at first, uh, Shaw, who can do a little bit of everything maybe, Hanley, who certainly could. Nobody's saying he's a good left fielder, but if you need to stick him out there occasionally, you can and you probably won't lose too much sleep. Um, and then maybe corner outfielders like Roosney or something, and then you look to see who can we possibly use as a DH to spell Poppy one day or whatever. And the more you can mix and match those guys so that every day you get Shaw in the lineup, every day you get Ortiz, every day you get Hanley, hey, if you have every bat, you know, yeah. this ain't bad. And then if you hide them with a good shortstop defensively, a good center fielder, a good second baseman, all of a sudden, you know, you're you're it's not a bad situation. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, and they end up uh, putting a hurting on him 10-4 in the last game of that series. Poppy goes deep. Betts goes deep. Kelly wins his eighth consecutive start. Five and two-thirds, six hits, an earned run, five Ks, two walks. Uh, eighth consecutive start, that's the longest uh, run since Pedro won nine straight He's in also 99. touching 100 miles an hour. 
for God's sakes. Uh, have you seen the gun hit a hundred on the on TV? Yes. Okay. I'm yeah. a little skeptical about how yeah. true those guns are. Yeah. But he's. I mean, he's, what, what, what's he throwing? Ninety seven. Yeah. Come on. Do you expect that out of a guy like that? That's phenomenal. Yeah, ninety seven. I'll take. You know? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good fastball. So that was a great series. Two out of three, and then they put the finishing touches on. Two out of three versus the Rays today. So I love the fact that these ALEs teams that still they think they have a shot, guess who's going to knock you out? The lowly Bo Sox, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I was a little skeptical because, I mean, I thought this could go poorly after the 8-4 loss on Friday night, but then they were able to come back and take the next two. Uh, another Tazawa meltdown in that Friday night game. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because he had pitched better now that he was back in his customary role in the 8th. Uh, but he just didn't have it that night. It, it, that's almost real. That's that's worse to see Tazawa do that against the Rays because the next two days, in a span of 22 innings, Red Sox give up 10 hits to the Rays, and Tazawa makes them look like the Red Sox of the last two weeks. You know what I mean? It's, and everybody's entitled to a few bad outings. I mean, Tazawa, God knows how good he's been for a long time. Yeah. But uh, whew, that's a tough one to lose in the way that you lose it and give up, what, a five spot? In an inning? Yeah. That ain't good. Right. Um, let's fast forward past that loss, and let's get to the main news of the week. Yes. This is what we like to do Actually, let me do the 75th minute. Let's do one thing before that, because okay. I know where you're going. The Sox are 68 and 74 right now. Still in last place, I believe, but it's very close. Three for five are close. I think their playoff series, their end-of-year thing, they want to get to 500, right? Absolutely. Don't you want to win 81? Probably 82. You want, yeah. Your goal is 82. And to do that, they'd have to go then fourteen and six to end the season. And Tough. If they go fourteen and six, guess who wins our little wager? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, you said eighty-seven. I said seventy-six. Right. Fourteen and six is exactly. Oh, you're right. Eighty-two would be so closer need, to eighty-seven. I need them to win eighty-one or less. Yeah. Okay. And what looked like a foregone conclusion, and you getting fat off of my credit card. <laughs> Wait a second. Is no longer the case. This team, you know, has been winning two out of every three. Fourteen and six, somewhat plausible. Sure. <laughs> but just, just for the record. Somewhat plausible. Just for the record. Somewhat plausible. You said you thought they were going to win 87 games. And this is not in April, folks. This was I mean, in the middle of July. There was 70 games left. I said <laughs> they were going to go 45 and 25. A team that was playing like that, clearly that was... Shaded in optimism, but really? you know, you I just, I just, this good baseball, I just thought was going to happen. You know, three weeks before it actually did. Now, can we get to the man of the hour? Yeah, uh, Mister Ortiz, Poppy, two bombs, number four ninety nine and number five hundred on Saturday night. That five hundred was an absolute bomb, no yeah, doubt. Uh, so twenty seventh player to do so, unbelievable. He's three for four in the game, four ribbies. Just, just a stud, just a moon rocket on that. Uh, becomes the only guy other than Albert Pujols to hit 499 and 500 in the same game. He also becomes the fourth player with 500 career homers and at least three World Series titles. With and he's the third active 500 homer guy. Who are the other two? Pujols. Who's the other one? Pujols and um, it's obviously an obvious person. And I'm forgetting it right now. Now we'll come back to it. Um, but the three World Series and the 500 home runs, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Reggie Jackson. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty good company. That is pretty, pretty good company. Who's got 500? Oh, uh, Rob A-Rod. 
Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Um, and then, am I crazy, or did Pujols, when he hit 499 and 500 in the same game, did he also do it in Tampa Bay? Or am I just crazy about this? If you can pull that one. I thought he did. You know exactly where it's coming out of. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Maybe, yeah. Tampa is the worst place to do it. But it was fun to see, like, the relievers run down from the bullpen. And you have a lot of Boston fans. you got a lot of Northeast fans in Florida anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a home game. But, man, waited, you know, two days before, you wish he would have done it at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. And I'm sure he would have liked that, too. But he got a well-deserved day off today. And uh, we, I thought he wasn't going to get the whole day off as... We went a lot of innings <laughs> needing runs. But Roosney came through in the top of the 13th with two-run single after we put some singles together on. And that's it. And extending his hitting streak to 18 games, Mookie Betts. He is a stud. And in that hitting, that, uh, hitting streak, he is 30 for 76. What's that real quick? That's 30 for 76 is about 500. Thirty. Thirty of seventy six. Oh, thirty of seventy six. Yeah, thirty four. Okay, yeah, thirty seventy six. It's it's probably about three fifty, three sixty, yeah. somewhere in there. That's nice. Um, Pujols nice. did his in Washington. I don't know why I thought he did it in Tampa Bay. Looks like he did against the Nationals. I guess you were thinking expansion teams. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Rich Hill, unbelievable. I mean, could this be, you know, a guy that? Kind of off the scrap heap. Could he be a serviceable major leaguer going forward? Mm. Another lefty? I mean, I don't think so. Well, here's the thing. But. I mean, lefties never die. Literally never die. You will have so many chances as a lefty. Yeah. Um, somebody will give him a shot next year if the Red Sox don't. But they probably should. But, I mean, he became like uh, he was a starter, and then they kind of making him kind of a specialist reliever and he was a sidewinder and now he's coming more three quarters i noticed so maybe that's just the change you it's know? also it's also a little bit of unfamiliarity because he's been in the national league so long with washington and chicago chicago is where he played the vast majority of his career right so tampa bay's guys aren't going to know I and mean, tampa bay's young too those guys aren't going to know him as well now unfamiliarity only goes so far you still got to be decent to good to strike out 10 guys in seven innings and throw a one hitter yeah I mean, did you think coming into this game it was going to be the duel that it was? Because Smiley, I mean, the 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 Sox caved nineteen times today, still won the game. So combined, the two teams struck out thirty what thirty three times. Rays caved fourteen more. Yep, thirty three times in thirteen innings. <sighs> more than two. Whatever innings. you paid for the tickets, you paid too much. Because <laughs> it wasn't against if if it were like you know too huge if it were. Price versus uh, Cueto, you'd say, hey, that's money well spent. But it's Rich Hill versus, uh, what's his name, Smiley or whoever. Eh, you probably paid too much for the tickets. Yep. But that's that's the worst kind of getaway day, too. Quick game, 0-0, flying in the ninth, going to get on the plane, 10 11, 12, 13. <laughs> the whole bullpen's coming out. Use, you know, what, six, seven relievers. Whew. And it, that was great, yeah. you know, because, I mean, uh, Obviously, uh, a band of uh, arsonists that have been getting lambasted on the show on a weekly basis, <laughs> they come through and they just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Six shout-out innings. And it, this is great, you know, with this increased, you know, roster and all this stuff. You get to throw all these arms in there and kind of see who's going to be, be, maybe be in the mix for a spot next year in this uh, bullpen because they really have to revamp the bullpen. Um Please don't have Craig Breslow in the bullpen again next year. Do you think he's run his course? I mean, this is like his third tour duty with the Sox, and uh, have any of them really been spectacular? 
I don't know. He just, he just, mm, I'm like the other, I like Ross and I like Lane better than him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, bring in another lefty. But, um, you know, Heath, don't call me Alan Embry, Hembry, (laughs) uh, got the win today, 1-0. But he's been showing signs, you know, as a guy over the past couple weeks, you know. He's had some rough innings too, but... You know, he throws the ball okay. And Noe Ramirez, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a little bit out of him, so maybe he's a piece. Gene Machi threw an inning and a third. Gene Machi. Hasn't been doing so well overall, but that's taking no. a flyer. That's what you expect. Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's basically what we should do next year for this bullpen is take a bunch of flyers. Yeah. And, so uh, do you think now, I know you're an eternal optimist, but try to mm-hmm. be as grounded in reality as possible. Okay. With the the relative hot streak the Red Sox have had the last two weeks, and what you believe will be a 14-6 and six finish to the season, which is a little That'd insane. Awesome. I think they're going to go about, you know, 10-10. That'd be awesome. Um, but I mean, do you believe that this team is ready to win now in 2016 legitimately? You know, the flukes can happen. You know, you can be the Astros, I guess. But are you ready to win now in 2016, or is it one more season away? No, I think we're ready to win. And I think that Dombrowski is going to make moves. What I hope he doesn't do is, and I hope he won't because he's an old guy and he's been around the block a couple times, but a lot of times with this new GM, it's like a, I got to put my stamp on this team, you know, and then just absolutely jettison all the other guys that the other GM acquired. Really, because which would I be wish horrible. That, that the Rockies had that GM you just described. The jettison? Yes, because we've never had that. Um, I don't think Dombrowski will do it. What I'm worried Dombrowski Have the will Rockies do, ever had the best farm system in baseball? The Rockies have the third best farm system in baseball right now. Behind? Who? The Dodgers? The Red the Sox Astros? are number one. Eh, in your rankings. What? <laughs> Take a look. Don't sleep on the Rocky system. And when they trade everybody this winter, it'll get even better. Um, the was going, oh, Dombrowski. My concern with him, he's been around forever, knows how to win relationships, can theoretically trade with anybody because he knows what he's doing. Uh, I am worried that a guy who's been around this long is too loyal to the guys he brought up. So he brings up Miguel Cabrera with the Marlins way long ago. He brings Miguel Cabrera to Detroit, you know, recently. No-brainer, Miguel Cabrera is one of the best hitters of arguably all time relative to the last couple years. Uh, I'm not saying Cabrera is going to come to Boston now. But, but... Do you think that Dombrowski is going to go to guys that he brought up in Detroit and maybe Miami, if guys are still playing, who maybe aren't the best, but it's somebody he's familiar with? Because that's a tendency he's shown now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of something you do when you're in a situation where you don't have pieces or you're trying to fill one spot and maybe there isn't that much out there. So you bring in a guy you're familiar with that you think may be a good clubhouse guy or you know will be a good clubhouse guy at the very least. Yeah. And then maybe if he's in the right situation, he can give you upside on the field. But, I mean, I don't think he's going to be in a hurry to bring in his, you know, old thoughts just because he's you know he feels obligated to do so because he, he brought him up but um unless uh david price is one of his guys cause well that's we'll what i was just gonna him. ask you because david price was you know not not a guy that he developed but one of his right. guys in detroit that he signed there do you think david price gives him not necessarily a hometown discount but maybe mm-hmm. a quote-unquote hometown i'll listen a little bit longer to you uh, yeah, I think he's uh, at an age where he's got one more big contract left in him, and he's going to take the money. And I think the Cubs will give it to him. You know, he'll go back with his old manager, and you know, you don't think the Dodgers will make a run? 
Or the Giants? Um. Well, I mean, the Dodgers are going to have to play a pretty hefty bounty to retain Granky because we all assume he's going to opt out. And... I just think they don't worry about money. Yeah, you know that's true. But neither do Magic other teams. It, the, the, the Cubs you know? don't necessarily need to worry about money that much. I mean, they haven't proved it to the Dodgers level. The Red Sox are not exactly you know lacking cash to swim in. Mm-hmm. Whether they use it is another story. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, I just don't want to be one of those fans that's like, hey, it's not my money. You, know, you have to kind of think in terms of economics as well. That's why it's like I don't really just want to, like, eat Hanley's entire contract just yeah. to get rid of him. I, I really don't want to do that. Peter Abraham actually brought up something when I was listening to him a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying, what if we were able to kind of lose him in a deal for, like, Shields? Who seems unwanted over there and is around that price tag, about twenty mil a year, you know. And it's like if we could do that and match up some prospects to make it work, we'd probably have to give a little bit higher prospects than they're giving back in order to make that happen and maybe eat twenty twenty five percent of Hanley's deal. Preller, That'd be something I could be interested in. Preller decimated the Padres system, so he's going to want prospects back. Yeah. Padres also need bats because they always do because they play in that cavern that is Petco Park. And they can need, hit. And they need a shortstop. Not sure Hanley ever goes back, but they need a wow. shortstop. Wow. And they and they're not. They couldn't. They 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 would not mind an outfielder because they've moved Will Myers to first base a lot now because mm-hmm. injuries. I'm sure they wouldn't mind an outfielder. They got the Upton brothers playing left field. Yeah. So maybe there is a fit somewhere like that. Mm, yeah, I mean, and, we, we can make you. We can have Devin Marrero come in the deal as well. Who's all kind of all glove, no bat, shortstop. Yeah. Who's, was very slick today on a on a bunt by. Um, as Drupal Cabrera, they were doing the shift where they leapfrog Pablo and Pablo's on the other side, yeah. and then uh, Marrero, the shortstop, stays in his customary position. Did you see that play? It was like a decent bunt up third base. He friggin' hustled in, surrounded the ball, and then was able to get him at first. It was sick. And I mean, it's not as Drupal Cabrera's fast days behind him, but yeah. he's not dragging an anvil, you know? I'm, I'm just glad that uh, people are starting to bunt into the shift. You don't you don't like shifts. You don't like the, the the sabermetric aspect of the game where you analyze where every ball is hit. The one way to get rid of shifts is bunt, bunt yeah. off shifts. Yeah, no, I, I love seeing that. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to see see that happen more often. Even in Poppy lay down one when where we need a base runner. You yeah, know? if they're shifting against them in the you know ninth and we're down two and he's leading off. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be on. perfect when you're shifting. That's the thing. Anybody can do it. Pablo Sandoval could have done it if you know he gets up and we're hitting left handed. Um, anybody could do it at that point. Oh boy! Yes, they do. So, Sox continue on their road trip. They got three at Baltimore. They're in the sky right now, heading up there, and then they have three in Toronto. In Toronto, which is big. So, I mean, you know, we got fourteen six to bring home. So, I'm, you know, we need a four and two <laughs> week at least out of that. You know, maybe a five and one week. You know, <laughs> a five and one week. You're a last place AL East team. Forget the record. You're a last place team going on the road. One of the teams you're playing is the first place team. Yeah. One of the better, hotter teams in baseball. And you want a five and one week. Well, Baltimore is. Just plummeting. For sure. They're, they're playing one of those, one of the worst teams. So it'd be nice to get a sweep there. I'm always, and that, that'll bring us out of the cellar. I'm and then we'll be skeptical. in fourth place. Woo! I'm always skeptical on the road. Baltimore's plummeting. They're still 11 games over 500 at home. The Sox are 11 games under 500 on the road. Yeah. Excuse me, now 10 with the win today. 10 games under 500 on the road. Thank you. Thank you. For, hey, really, really uh, quick last yes, thing. Please, Josh please. Rutledge hitting the ball. Do you like him next year? Hey, 
They're trying. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, we lose Brock Holt in some sort of move. Yeah. Uh, to make things go in kind of a sell high type scenario. Young, cheap, controllable guys want yeah. guys like that. So. That being said, I think they're looking at Rutledge as perhaps that kind of utility guy. It's just in utility guys, I want glove first, bat second, yeah. and he's the exact opposite. Especially in the as AL. We've talked. Utility yeah. guy in the AL is totally different than National League. Yeah. You need a glove first guy, a guy you can spell short second and third, which Rutledge can do, but he's not a great defender. No. But why wouldn't you need that in the National League? That seems like you would need glove first over there as well. No, but, but that's but that's what I'm saying. But nationally, you have so many pinch hitting opportunities. Uh, if you get a bat first utility guy or somebody who can handle the bat better, like a Rutledge, you can use him as National League pinch hitter every night if you need to. Right. The problem is his glove gets him found out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this team's playing its spirited ball. If you happen to tune into this show but don't watch the games, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. We watch the games so you don't have to. But <laughs> also, watch this Red Sox team. They are a joy to watch. And for those of you that are just watching for Poppy to see if he got his 500 and have seen this young studs coming up, uh, you know, 2016 can't get here fast enough. I'm most excited about Rusny. I can't put my finger on why. He just seems, and this is a terrible comparison, and he's nowhere close, but it's that same comparison. He seems like Marte in Pittsburgh in that Roberto Clemente-like mold. Yeah. Nowhere close. Right. But really big arm, big bat. You see him, and you're like, great athlete. If everything goes right, this guy could be a stud. Yeah. You know? He's got to learn a little bit better on base around it. He can't. He's, pick guys. He got picked off today. Yeah, yeah. He can't really read. Guys he, I mean, he's, he's got a million miles to go to even get there. But yeah. it's just that athleticism and that like body type. And I look at him. I'm like, you never yeah. know. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Bobby, tell the folks where they can reach you on Twitter. Uh, Twitter at Bobby Demuro. We are also going to be back in an hour at 6 p.m. Pacific for uh, Dodgers Wrap 360. And I will leave you with a question: David Ortiz, 500 home runs. Does that make him an automatic Hall of Famer? Automatic. And I told you that foursome he's in. I mean, he's automatic. He's yeah. in. First DHN. That'll open the floodgates for guys like uh, Edgar Martinez. So, guys, tune in with him. I'm still not on social media, but uh, <laughs> comment on the YouTube uh, page, and uh, we'll get to your questions that way. And uh, until then, go Sox. Thanks for freeing Tom Brady. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Team.